of Pucks and Nucks. For the first time in our show's history, we actually have some live hockey to talk about. So we're very excited to debrief and dive into the Canucks' uh, loss last night and some other games around the league. So, uh, Ponus, you want to you wanna start us off here? Well, it's 3-0 loss uh, to the Wild. Uh, personally, in my opinion, uh, just let's just go through the goals. First, uh, first one... It's a tough shot for Markstrom, you know, one timer from the point. Being a goalie, it's a tough one. I think a lot of it, people saying, you know, I should have had that one. I think it's just mostly because he got a piece of it. But I mean, a quick, quick one timer from the point, that's tough. Second one, uh, we'll go into Edler a little bit more. Um, but he's trying to play goalie again. And Markstrom just didn't see the puck. And honestly, out of all the goals, um, to bring a little light to this, but I think Markstrom should have had that third one, if you ask me. I don't know what you think about that, Dan. The third one? Uh, that third one, I think. The third one, I think he should have had yeah, it. He's, he's way out of position there. Just caught in no man's land. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he. I don't know what he's doing. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll go. I just want to give my thoughts on the goals because I know, especially that first one. I know. I know people are saying like, you know, yeah, you should have had that one. Uh, yes and no. I think it's frustrating because he did get a piece of it. But again, that's a tough, tough shot coming from the point. A one-timer, uh, even five-on-five, five, that's a tough shot, right? So I'm on the fence about that one. But then again, you look, he made he made uh, five or six saves that could have been goals too. So, you know, he lets that one in okay, but then he probably saves you about five or six, right? So yeah, well, we'll go through the game. Yeah, sorry. At the end of the day, I mean, that one goal did not matter, obviously. So, you know, it, it no. gets him off the hook. No. Um but, I mean, I think he should have had that, especially as a Canucks MVP in the playoffs. He's got to grab that. You know, he obviously got a huge piece of it, just trickled through um, under his glove there. But uh, I think he's got to have that one. But like you said, uh, robbed Eric Stahl on the breakaway, uh, kicked, the, kicked the pad out on that rebound there in the crease where Myers got another penalty. Uh, like, he just he, he kept them as, as much in the game as he could outside of that, outside of the first, like, the third shot he faced. Yeah, so I, I mean, I guess we'll talk talk a few positives. So obviously, Markstrom looked good. Um, another positive I know I took from the game: um, the physicality was nice to see. Y- you love to see it. I mean, Furland was getting involved early. Uh, Furland also, as of recording this, uh, it's now Monday morning. He has a five thousand dollar fine, and the other guy, I don't know what his name is. Uh, has a one thousand dollar fine for holding his stick. Shithead. Uh, I probably would have done the same thing. Furlan. F- yeah, shithead. I would have done the same thing. Furlan did spearing the guy. I mean, that's frustrating. You know, you get hit, and then the guys on the bench are holding your stick. I'd be, I'd be pissed off too. But uh, you, you love to see the physicality, and not just from Furlan. I know he had the fight, and he was throwing the body around. But I know you don't like Myers. He, he laid out. He laid a couple big hits. Um, but it was it was a it was a it was a physical game, and you like to see that in the playoffs. The referees, for the most part, I mean, let them play, play. Um, nothing, no, no, really soft calls. There were a lot of calls I were worried that were gonna make were gonna be made both ways, but uh, they let them play for the most part. And and anything that definitely was a penalty got called, and anything that 
was borderline, you know, like a little trip or something, you know, didn't get called. Uh, if we're on the topic of the referees, whoever that linesman is, number 65, get out of the way, please. Like, it went both ways, not just for the Canucks. It went both ways. He screwed up the play. Like, guys got to get out of the way. And then even the linesman jumping in the fight, too. Like, what are you doing, man? They were going. I know Ferlin has a concussion history, but, like, they were going. They were ready to get going again, and then the linesman just jumped in. It ruined a, what could have been a fantastic fight. I feel like someone in the uh, the NHL had offices telling them, you know, jump in there a little earlier. I don't know if it's because of the virus or anything else, but I don't know. I just feel like that's been, like, two or three fights I've seen now in the restart that have gotten stopped uh, when the guys are still on their feet. Yeah, I don't know, but... Uh... I, I don't know about for you, but for me, physicality and, and uh, you know, Markstrom was good. I, I don't know. Are there any other positives you would take away from the game? Uh, I mean, there wasn't much. I thought Best played good. Um, I thought Pedersen had to do better with um, the situation he was given, being the best player in the series. Uh, Minnesota was obviously, like, on him like flies on shit. So he really had no space to breathe or anything. But, I mean, as as a player that fast and that talented, you have to expect that in the playoffs, and you have to find a way to deal with it. It was his first playoff game, you know. Maybe he wasn't ready for, you know, that intensity, but he's got to bring it in game two if we want a, if we want a chance. Yeah, it's, it's, it, was, uh, it was tough. I mean, we did have our chances. Um, we just... <laughs> I think I think what it came down to was it was a lack of possession and and poor passing. I know we'll talk. You want to talk a little bit about that too, but it like it's just it was just it just seemed like guys were trying to do too much, you know. And I think the poor passing also stems from guys trying to make that extra pass when they shouldn't make that extra pass. Like I know Beagle had the puck coming down on a I think it was like a two on one or a two on two. And then he and he passed the puck, and it was we got a bad shot off. Whereas if he just shot the puck, you know, get a puck to the net, maybe get a rebound, maybe one sneaks through. You don't know, right? And then even Edler at the end of the second period, he made that extra pass with three seconds left. What are you doing? Can I go on my Edler rant now? Yeah, can yeah. I, can I just do that now? To, get yeah, that out of the yeah, way. Go for it. Okay. Yeah, because we're talking about this now, anyways. Um, okay. So first of all, Edler takes a stupid penalty. That's how the first goal gets caused. So I blame that completely on Alex Edler, nobody else, because he took that stupid penalty. Um, okay, maybe not, not, but like you know, still you can't be taking those kinds of penalties. He, he should know better. Um, stupid tripping penalty on his part, and then so that's the first goal. Uh, second goal, I already said it. He tried to play goalie. Markstrom probably didn't see that puck come in. I, I don't know what he's doing. There's nobody around him. There's no need for him to be in front of the net there. He's trying to block the shot like he's like sitting on his ass. There. Yeah, it's also like I, I don't understand. A, you can't screen. I you know I, I'm a you're a goalie. You either block that shot or you get out of his way and let him see it. You know, and instead two guys got five hold well, on the same play. Like that's ridiculous. Well, no, and I understand. You know, somebody's there. You know, you got to take the body, but. There are times I've been playing, and my defenseman will stand in front of me. There's be nobody in front of that. I'll actually start hacking at my own defenseman ankle angles to get him out of the way because, like, they stand there. There's the guys like I can't see the shot. I'm sure Markstrom didn't really see that, especially the fact that he slid it right under Edler. I think Markstrom was expecting him to go high because Edler went down before the shot was even taken, and and then uh, and then like I mentioned just a few seconds ago. Uh, 
the whole end of the second period thing. Like get pucks to the net. You could, they were down they were down two nothing at that point, correct? Yep. Right? Going at going into the third. Yeah, they were down two nothing. He's got a he's got a clear lane to shoot and he doesn't shoot. He passes the puck and I don't even think we got a shot off on that play. There was like three seconds left. And and then uh, not just Edler on this one, but all uh, well I've saw it mostly from Edler, Stetcher, and Myers. I know you'll go on your little Myers rant later. Um are are down in the offensive zone. They're down in the corners. Like they should not be down that low. I don't know who's telling them to go down that low, but I don't know why they're down that low. Because there was one time I think it was I think it was I wanna say it was Stetcher or Myers. Maybe it was that it was one of the three. We're down in the corner. And it and then it was Pedersen back playing yep. defense and the Wild had a yep. had an odd man rush and Pedersen was the guy back. I'm like, why is Pedersen the guy that's back when when our defenseman's down in the corner, and that's my problem with Edlers. He gets too involved offensively. I know guys said, oh, he had a good year this year. Oh, he played well. Well, clearly he's not playing well because he's was terrible. I, I, I don't know. Obviously, he's he's been great for the organization and whatnot, but I he's, what, done after this year? I hope we don't re-sign him. No, he's got one more. Uh, I don't know. One more? One more, and then he'll retire. Yeah, so Yeah, so I don't know. Like, And it's not just him. I mean, I know you'll talk about Myers, but the the whole defense core was not – defensive core was not solid at all. And and I know – yeah, like even the – I don't like the way the power play breakout works either. It, it's too stagnant for me, the breakout, the power play. I know we'll talk about breaking out and stuff later, but that's my little two cents on Edler. Um, I'll let you talk <laughs> for a little bit now i don't know where you want to go from here well, i just want to talk about the places where we thought we had an advantage in the series and that would be on the power play and goaltending and marky slipped up the first goal um and we didn't get our first power play until 55 minutes into the game five minutes left in the third when we're down two nothing and the one chance we did should have had yeah, one the one chance we do get a get a chance at a power play after minnesota's already had a couple back to back we 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 throw nine guys on on the ice. Like, did you see the the above the behind the net camera, the side angle that they don't show on TV? I saw yeah, it on Twitter. No, I know. There it's was disaster. a solid two lines out there. So, uh, yeah, and Markstrom took like ten seconds to realize that we got to get the extra man out there, and then we already had like three guys out there. So, um, you can't be having those slip ups in the playoffs. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's coaching or if uh, just someone hopped the boards too quick or. But, I mean, there was a lot of people out there, so I'm assuming one line was told to go, and then power play one was probably getting ready, and I don't, I don't even know. But, uh, yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't be part, part of that, I think, is... Part of that, I think, is just lack of playing. Um, I know the Penguins did the same thing, and I obviously it was their exhibition game. It wasn't their actual playoff game against Montreal, and we're ta- we'll talk about all the other games later on. But they, they was one time, I think they had like 10 guys on the ice and they got a too many men call. So I think part of that comes from lack of playing too. But I mean, those kinds of things got to be cleaned up because although we did just come back, it's, it's still the playoffs, right? Yeah, no, it was, uh, So I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, and, and and that's not to say like, you know, we we play, like we didn't play terrible, to be honest. I mean, you look at the two goals that Minnesota scored, both came on the power play for them, you know, like. Five on five, we weren't terrible. Um, like I, I've said it before in the show, it just comes down to I think a lack of possession, uh, poor breakout passes, guys trying to do too much. There's one time Besser came down the wing and he tried to go through a guy. You know, it's like you know, it's not probably the smartest play. 
but at the same time, you know, I think the lack of power plays comes from uh, the lack of guys coming down the middle of the ice. Like, like you know, you got to send guys through the middle of the ice, you know, try and get take bodies away and clear out the front of the net, right? Like, there wasn't much traffic in front of the net either. Uh, I think I saw Bo Horvat there a couple times. Um, but it, it just looked like... It just looked like even when we were five on five defensively, we were on the penalty kill too. I know there was a couple points in the third period there where I'm like, holy shit, it looks like we're on the penalty kill. Guys just have too much time and space there. There's just a lot of lot of little things, honestly, for me that could be taken away and need to be tweaked a little bit. Well, yeah. Well, the things we expected is the the playoff atmosphere and the physicality. It, it, it was definitely met. The referees put away the whistles. That was definitely met. The Canucks yeah, just was the, good. the horrible the breakout passes. What I felt is we they Minnesota would dump and most of the time they would get it back. They did that very well. They would dump, chase, get it back. We yes. dumped, chase, and lost. But when when Minnesota lost it a few times, we would get the puck and we you wouldn't no one was sitting behind the net waiting for the line change and a breakout. Like it was just like we're gonna go and send our one forward into three wild defenders right now and, and see if what he can do. And then it just ends up either being an icing call or we just give it back to Minnesota. And I just felt like there was no neutral zone game for the Canucks at all. It was all just like, okay, we're in our own end. We gotta get to we gotta get to their end, or or that was it. I don't, I don't know. I just I, I didn't love it. I didn't love the the approach we took. I felt like we weren't working hard in the corners to get the dump and chases back. And guys like Miller, Horvat. Roussel, who usually are those dirty guys, so you don't know, can get pucks in front for guys like Toffoli, Pedersen, Besser. I just felt like that wasn't happening. And that also attributes to the penalties too, right? If you're not battling in the corner, no one's going to cross-check you or board you. No one's going to charge you. No one's going to elbow you. No one's going to hold your stick. And then when guys are in front, no one if they don't get the puck, no one's going to hold their stick either or, or even better, try and get a shot on net. So, like... We we have the fourth best power play in the league compared to Minnesota's twenty fifth, and we just did not generate enough, especially in the playoffs, to 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 draw penalties and and put ourselves in in those positions. Because our our penalty when we had it, our, our power play, sorry, it, it it looked very good. It's just Miller messed up a pass, left the zone. Minnesota had a couple dumps, but you look at that line like it is loaded. You got Quinn running the point. Like like there's no reason we should not score on that power play. I got to be honest with you. I find the Canucks power play falls apart when they need to break out. And personally for me, I'm not a fan of their power play breakout. It's it's too stagnant. You know, Quinn comes up with the puck, uh, drops it back for JT Miller. And then four guys just stand around the blue line. Like it's, it, and then all the Minnesota guys, it's hard to get through like that. You know, they need to space it out. Get more more space, you know. If they if they space it out better and and get guys supporting Quinton by him side, and you know have one guy up top kind of spacing out the defenders, it, they'll get into the zone much better. Like I know they do get into the zone with this breakout, but it almost looks like a struggle, and it almost looks like I know though I don't know if you saw, but the one time whoever came up with the puck there kind of had to go through three guys and just barely came away with the puck, and then they set up the power play. So yes, it does work. But it just it's it it doesn't work, you know. It shouldn't be that hard on the on the power play, you know. Like guys are, it needs to be moving. And, and I don't know if you watch when you watch, you'll see what I'm saying is they Quinn will take the puck up, drop it back, 
And then four guys will be standing right there. Four blue jerseys will be standing right next to four white jerseys on the on the blue line. Yeah, it's, and it's, then sure enough, some of the white jerseys go. Yeah, there's no there's go no right ebb to the and puck. flow. It's like they you know they drop yeah. a play or they they run into practice and like it has to be exactly like it. There's no like Sedin creativity. I think is what yeah. you're trying to get at here. There's no like it's everyone's like okay, we got to get in this formation and then they just do and then they stay there. There's no cycling in the corners it, or guys it looks like crashing the net there's no like it's very yeah it's very yeah. like okay we we were told to do this so we're Stagnant. just gonna stay this way but not even not even the power play in the offensive zone that's that's fine that's whatever but i'm talking just purely the breakout it looks like there's four offensive linemen lined up on the blue line ready to make a block for the running back to come through that's what it looks like it looks like it's they're playing football out there and i don't think that it, it works. I shouldn't say it doesn't work because it does work. It's it's worked, but it's it's almost too much of a struggle to get into the offensive zone and set up. Yeah, when it should just be a puck possession thing. Yeah, I I'm not I'm not a fan of it, and I don't know who's 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 that is, but it just needs to be more more flow. Even even you know if they get the four guys at the blue line, you know, crossing through each other and and all that. You know, just create some movement, right? You, you can't have guys standing still because not only that, once the first guy does get through, the other guys are steps behind him because they're stopped at the blue line, right? It's it's a disaster, uh, to be honest, that breakout. I, I'm not a fan of it. I've never been a fan of it. Um, but that's just my opinion. I guess some people like it. In game two, we got to see, you know, a bit of a shuffle. Um, it looked like the offense wasn't rolling like it usually is. Especially in the top six, we know the bottom six is not here to to score hat tricks or nothing like that. They're just here to eat cap. the the bo- The top six though has to play much better. So filter filter oxygen, yeah, as you filter say. Filter oxygen. Filter that's oxygen. A, that, that's my lingo. Uh, yeah. So top line, we need the lotto line back. The six forty nine: Besser, Pedersen, Miller, drop to Foley onto the other line with uh, Horvat and Pearson. Yeah, I I completely agree. Um... Because even then, you know, you want to put Patterson on the wing. Miller's been playing a lot of center. You know, they've he's taken faceoffs. There were a couple of times in the game he'd take the draw. Uh, so him and Patterson can easily switch in and out. Um, they all have great chemistry, those three. But, you know, forget those three, okay? Let's talk about Besser, or not Besser, Horvat, Toffoli, and Pearson, right? Um, Toffoli and Pearson lifted the cup together. They played in L.A. together. That was their line. It was... Them and I think was it Jeff Carter? Was it yep. Jeff Carter was on that line? I think, like, they have the chemistry. Give it a shot. I mean, for game two, why not? Right? Like, what's the worst that can happen? Is it can't get be any worse than last game? Yeah. No, I say shuffle um, it because I, the offense isn't rolling. They have the chem, but also yeah. I don't I don't I don't think Pearson highly of him at all. So I don't know what your thoughts are on Pearson. I thought he played horrible. He took two stupid penalties. Uh. One of them was like, okay, yeah, maybe maybe the goalie sold that one, but the one in the, in, at at the the offensive blue line is just stupid. Like, there's no need for that at all. Um, so I I think he's not been very good this entire season. And Green just keeps filtering him in the lineup. Now he's all of a sudden on the top line in the playoffs. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, and I know there's questionable think- like bottom six guys to replace him with, but this is the best option. I yeah I think it's kind of best of a bad situation. 
Um, but I think he's more of a second line guy. And I think you put him with the Foley. I think, I think you might be able to create something there. Like we said, cause they have played together. They've had success together. Um, but yeah, those penalties he took, even the couple passes he made, you know, he wasn't, wasn't looking great to be honest. Um, I, I was going to say something, but I forgot now. That's all right. Cause I'll say this, I'll say, say this. It's, it's a five game series and we lost the first game. Which means we got to win three of the next four against a team that just blanked us three nothing. We're still looking for our first postseason goal since Lucas Spiza in 2015. You do not want to put yourself. I know we're an overseed technically, the seven versus the ten here, but you do not want to put yourself in that position. In no matter what the matchup is, we got to win three of the next four flipping games. Like, and one of them is going to be a back to back. I think game two and three are like Tuesday, Wednesday. Right or some something maybe maybe three so. and four. I yeah, there's there's some back to back. So I know everybody's got a back to back. Right, so it's just like I, I, like this is not a good position to be in. Like like you you, you can't loot. You can't have a bad game like that in a best of five series, right? Because now we got a we got a pretty much like a a winner go home game on Tuesday night. Like, do you really want yeah, that? It'll be hard to come back. Right, yeah. like. In a best of five, especially with uh, with Staylock looking, Staylock was looking pretty good. Yeah, so we got one um, game. Credit to him. I know we haven't talked about him. Yeah, I mean credit to him. He played well um, last night too. Uh, I w- the, I remember what I was gonna say now. Uh, we're talking about the Lions. Just to go back quickly. I feel like Travis Green is too concerned with matchups. I think I think he needs to just get his guys out there and let them play. I think he doesn't need to worry about matching guys up too much um because you look at minnesota minnesota's like pretty deep like they're a pretty deep team especially in the center position so i think no matter who you put out um or like no matter who plays against Pedersen, like he's gonna have a tough time like because i i think minnesota's a, a fairly deep team and down the middle so I, I think travis green just needs to get his guys out there and let them play and I think you just need to stop worrying about matchups so much. I mean, you, you get your guys out there, they're going to create if they're the right guys to be out there, you know? And I think I think putting Miller, Pedersen, and Besser out there, I think those are the right guys to have out there. And I think, I even think, uh, what's the other line we said? Horvat, Toffoli, and Pearson. Like, I think I think that can be a kind of more of a, a dirty goal kind of line, I would say, you know? Not too much flair on that line, you know. Toffoli's a bit of a goal scorer, but I, I don't know why why not try that for game game two. But anyways, you were you were talking about uh, I kind of cut you off there because I remembered what I said. No, I don't no. want to forget again. No, so no, you're, was a, if you want if you want to pick up, no, I just no. Actually, I got a question pick up for where you, you left though, off. Like, is, what do we do with the bottom six now? Because they like the top six played bad, but like you're not moving anything there because that that you're gonna win or lose games with that top six. The bottom six is is horrible, and I tweeted about it, and obviously notable scratch Jake for Tannen. What do you what do you make of the scratch? I think the Canucks are done with him. I think uh, whether it was the going to the nightclub a month ago or this and that or maybe some other issues that are probably already known. If that was just the tip of the iceberg for all that, or you know, because there's there's no reason for Brandon Sutter or Tyler Mott to be playing over Jake Vertanen right now. Um, yeah, Tyler Mott, I don't mind. Um, he's 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 a little bit more of a, a grinder kind of guy, I think. Um, but 
I do want to say maybe, you know, you could take out Jay Beagle or Brandon Sutter, switch him in with Tannen. But maybe uh, maybe it is the Canucks are just done with him because, I mean, you look, he had his shot with, I think it was Willie Desjardins gave him his shot, right? And I know Willie wasn't his biggest fan. Uh, and everybody said, oh, you know, Willie's hard on him. You know, Willie should give him more chances. So in comes Travis Green, gives him a chance. I mean, he's kind of been on the fence all season. I mean, is it he hasn't been anything chance, spectacular. Like, Willie gave him a chance because he was, like, what, like 19, 20 years old? Is Travis Green yeah. giving him a chance? He's 23, 18 goal scorer on the fourth line. Is that giving him a chance? No, I think that's just Jake playing playing good it's just maybe some off-ice decisions have led to him being in the press box but like there's no reason yeah for him not to be in the bottom six right now yeah I, I i don't i don't like i said i i don't see why not i give him another shot because like we said something's got to change right you gotta mix it up a little bit maybe he's a shot or maybe it's the fact that we were missing louis eric's I think maybe we we need playoff Louis. That, that, that's, I think. That, that, that's that's your. Experience. I can't I can't even say that with a straight face. I, right I can't there. even say that with a straight face. Um, yeah. Well, because Jake has Jake played in the playoffs. No. What when he was no? no so he not. We haven't even really seen. We have not seen the maybe, playoff maybe shotgun did. Jake that this franchise has reamed about for years. Party boy, worst crew ever. Yeah, we haven't seen that um, yet, and I don't understand why. Everyone's like, "Oh, we got to get Jake in the playoffs. This guy, different animal, this and that." And now here we are in a qualifying round. It's not even technically playoffs, whatever you want to call this, and they're not even giving him a chance. He's up in the press box, probably wolfing down like seven or eight hot dogs. Like, it's 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 absurd. Yeah. I, I I wonder if it's something to do with because I know even Horvat had that little he, oh, yeah. there was that little he was scre- screaming at him so maybe there was something that took place behind the scenes and there's a reason for this but I mean but look at your I never really had six. anything against the kid no I don't either just you know just little immaturity but that doesn't you know like if, yeah if you're telling me he's the only immature guy in the National Hockey League like give me a break so like why like so now. So we obviously thought he should be in the bottom six last uh, game. Now, after this garbage performance and zero goals, does Travis Green change his stance on Jake and, you know, be like, okay, maybe we need this guy. Maybe we need the speed and the goals on the, the bottom six. Or, or does he just stick with it like this guy's done and he's never going to play another game in a Canucks uniform? Well, I, I, I don't see why not give him a chance because not like we scored any goals. Not like the bottom six really did anything. Like goal scoring wise, it's not like they really contributed offensively. Um, so I don't see why not. To be honest, I don't see why it not would be, either. I, I I it wouldn't wouldn't be a a bad thing. And, and I mean, okay, I'm not not trying to put these two players on the same level at all. But I mean, just because you're immature doesn't mean you're you're a bad you're bad at your your your, your uh, whatever you're playing or whatever you're doing. I mean, look at look at Dennis Rodman. I mean, I'm not trying to put him put him on the same level as Jake Vertanen because obviously Rodman's like above way above Jake Vertanen, but I mean, look at what I mean watching that uh, the the last dance there. I mean, the guy was in Vegas for <laughs> just disappeared in Vegas to go party Could like Could you imagine like I mean, your coach I'm, that I need a bender. And you're not even like the best player on your team. Yeah. You just like coach. I need a bender. Like I need to go get slosh with the boys right now. Like, how does that even like you know? And credit to Phil Jackson, man. The Zen. No, I, 
and uh, yeah, and I'm not trying to put Rodman and Vertanen on the same level at all, because obviously Vertanen is a way better athlete than Dennis Rodman is. Uh, <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face either. Um, but you know, I mean, you look at the stuff he did. I mean, he was, you know. He, he was always off, you know, doing his own thing. But when it was time to play, he showed up and played. And I think if we give Jacob a chance, especially after that game, I think we need to give him a chance because something's got to change. Unless you want to put Louis Erickson in and he'll maybe, maybe score a goal, but there's no guarantee it'll even be on Minnesota's net. It might even be on our own net. So, uh, I, I don't know, like... It's tough. At the end of the day, Travis is going to make the call that Travis is going to make, and, and nobody's going to be able to change that. And I mean, we're just here trying to give our thoughts on it, and, and obviously we're no consultant for the team. But something's got to change. How about the deep Whether pairings? Is Brogan Rafferty little... get the nod now, or all you levied for, like, Fantenberg or something? Or, or I'm... See, this is see this is tough because I didn't see you levy. I know you watched the, the game against Winnipeg. I was... I had a prior commitment um, with my family, so I didn't get to watch it. Obviously, I don't think I missed much, but you watched it, so I don't know if you want to give your take on the defensive side of things with you, Levy, and and all that. I, I, I'll let you. I'll give you the floor here. I've kind of been talking a lot. Well, my thing is, uh, I thought he, I thought he played pretty good against Winnipeg. Um, it's just, is, is Travis uh, gonna throw in? Uh, a rookie in in the Stanley Cup playoffs right now. I think not. Even over someone as garbage as Oscar Fantenberg, I think that you got to keep him in there because all all uh, all you Levy or Brogan Rafferty from Utica just don't have the experience or the physicality, and you know even even throwing them into the game might even you know damage their uh, their development as much as all you Levy feels like forty five years old now. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't think that Green's gonna shuffle up his lineup for for these young guns. They're not. You know, they're not Quinn Hughes. So, I think. Uh, I think the lineup's gonna stay the same. I just hope that he changes the top six. I hope Jake gets his chance. I think everyone wants to see it. And if he scored a goal, man, it'd be a big f you, Travis Green. Like it'd be huge. Um, to go to your point about throwing rookies in, though. Uh. The Penguins, I don't want the Penguins through Matt Murray in, in 2016. I was quite concerned because I think Flurry had gotten hurt or something. Or Flurry, no, it was 2017, I think Flurry. No, no, okay, I'm sorry, I'm confused now. Okay, so Murray got thrown in in 2016, and then Flurry got thrown in in 2017 because Murray got hurt in warm up. So I, when Murray got thrown in, I was a little concerned, and then this guy ended up being a standout. Like, he was spectacular. So sometimes you never know with these rookies, right? Uh, I think I think maybe if it gets to down to nothing in the series, maybe you take a look at that and say, you know, what do we have to lose, right? Obviously, you know, if, if we have another game like yesterday tomorrow, um, what what do we have to lose? Like it can't get any worse. You might as well try changing it up, right? If obviously if it doesn't work, throw throw some new guys in there. I'm not saying maybe for game two, but. If game two doesn't go our way, game three possibly, right? I mean, like I said, what do you have to lose? You go home, you're it's over, right? Obviously, if, if it, the lineup didn't work the first two times and you don't change it up, it probably won't work the third time. And 
and so you know you throw those new guys in maybe they maybe something happens maybe something works out something clicks and great that works if they don't well i doubt it would be any different with the other lineup so I'd look for game three, maybe some changes, some bigger changes, but I think I think I'm the same way for game two. I think defensively, I think they're not fantastic, but it's a little too early to make that change, you know? Yeah, you know, and uh, is there anything else you want to say about game one before we move into, I don't know if there's anything else around the league? Because we've already talked about game two is a must win, and uh, I think we've given a fair share of opinion on, on how horrible our performance was last night. Is there anything else you want to add? Yeah, I, I just think I think it just comes down to we need more puck possession. We need we need better opportunities. We did get our shots off. We just need better opportunities. I think passes need to be cleaner. I think we just need to get back to simple hockey too. Get pucks to the net, you know, get the dirty goals. Um, you know, we're not gonna do anything too fancy, especially in the playoffs. I mean, you know, Pedersen, as great as he is, he's not gonna go through the whole team in the playoffs, right? He'll get laid out. Um, so we just need to be simple hockey, I think, and limit the penalties because, like I said, both both goals, aside from the empty netter, uh, came on the, the power play for Minnesota, right? So stay out of the box. It's all the, the cliche stuff you hear, you know, get the puck in deep, you know, shots to the net, bodies to the net, all that stuff, you know. But it's, it's, it's said a lot, but it's because it works, right? And, you know, simple hockey sometimes is the best hockey to play. No, I think so too. And, uh, you know, I think... When you're thinking about, you know, the goaltending matchup and drawing penalties, simple hockey is the best way to do it. Just get deep, draw the calls, get your shots, and force uh, force the goalie to make some, some tough saves. Put him in an uncomfortable situation. Make him have to, you know, jump on rebounds and, and you know, pounce on them, right? So I think I think we got to do that regardless. And Yeah, so I posed this question, I posed this question to you yesterday um, before we move on to the rest of the league. So let's say things don't go well for this and we lose to Minnesota. And some way, some hope in hell, have something happens, um, and we get first overall pick. Obviously, you look long-term. Lafreniere, that's going to be a huge contract if he lives up to the hype. Now, do you, do you trade that first overall pick and maybe dump like a Louis Erickson to a team like maybe Columbus, who's got cap room and has some pretty solid defensemen, pick up defensemen, or do you keep the pick, trade a Besser or somebody, and 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 get a and get a defenseman? Like like what 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 would you do with hypothetically for some reason we end up with that pick somehow we end up with that pick? What do you do? Do you keep the pick? Well, my immediate thought is, holy smokes, we're getting Lafreniere. You know, he's gonna we're gonna like four Pete. Calder trophies, um, and our top six is going to be like up there with the best in the league. But my long-term thought says our blue line is horrible, and we can't afford to pay anyone if we're going to pay Quinn Pedersen, and now we got to pay Lafreniere in like three, four years. So um, Edler retiring, huge. Uh, Erickson's contract will be done. By the time we get Lafreniere, yeah, because he's got Louis got two more seasons, and Lafreniere would be on an ELC for three, so the Erickson contract would be off. Miller's already got his money. Bess has got his money for one more year. Depends. To Foley depends on Tanov. Tanov too, right? Like I think we let Tanov walk. Markstrom. Oh yeah, I would think so too. 
Yeah, so, I mean, like, we're not a good cap space or drafting team. Um, I think we've fallen the second most out of anyone in the lottery in, like, the last 10, 20, 30 years. I saw some stat like ten, that. Ten, 10 years, yeah. I think it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we've fallen the most positions. So, and then you, you also got to think about Pod Coles, and if this kid turns out, you know, that's another that's another contract. we got guys like Nils, Hoglander. Ollie you Levy. Yeah. If he happens, well, Nils and the other kid, Rafferty. the other kid we just signed from Harvard, that Rathbone kid, they're burning a year of their ELC contract just on, you know, being on the being scratched every game in this playoffs. So they're only gonna have two real seasons on it. That just means quicker money, quicker, right? So I mean, but and then again, in like three, four years, the roster is gonna look totally different because we're gonna have dumped all the bottom six contracts. Louis contract, Edler will retire. One of Tanev and Stetcher are going to be there. Markstrom will hopefully be here. So, I mean, I don't even know. I'm lo- I'm getting lost in my own thoughts here. I think short term you pick Lafreniere and you and you hope you know he's the next Sidney Crosby. But long term, if we land that pick and we trade him and we dump a contract like you said, that would give us like huge amounts of money for Pedersen, Quinn, and then hopefully one other big signing on on the blue line that can go. With Myers, or could go with, with, uh, with uh, Stetcher. Yeah, I I agree. It's it's a tough decision because one, I don't want to say anything because I highly doubt we'll get that pick just because we're the Canucks and it won't ever happen. Um, but like you said, it's tough because you want to keep Lafreniere because that's gonna be a fantastic player. But at the same time. You know, you trade him to somebody who needs that in return for a defenseman, which we need, and dump a contract. Like, that also looks nice, too. Right? So, and and again, it comes down to still, I think, who's... You have to look, like, who's signed. You know, you got to Markstrom, see how long he signs for. What happens with Tanev, right? You know, you got to... All these pieces got to come and fall into place first. I mean, the draft's not till the end of October. I know it's weird saying the draft is in October, but it's not till the end of October. So, until then, I think it's just, we got to see, because it, it's up in the air, and, I'm, and I don't even think, like, we'll get the first pick, like I said, it's just the way it works for us. No, like, we got to win this series, and we have to get playoff experience, it's way more important than having a 1-8 in eight chance at a first-round pick here, because if we don't land that first-round pick, what's the earliest we can pick after that is, like, 9, right? Yeah, so, so what's, so, I don't want to, I don't want to... Not that we're playing to lose. We're obviously not playing to lose. We come here and we're trying to we're trying to go deep in the playoffs, but like like that is way more important than this one in eight chance at Lafreniere because we have horrible draft luck and it's way more important to get this young team playoff exposed. Guys like Pedersen, Horvat, more experience and now is like more of a leader as opposed to like a young gun. Uh, if we can get Jake out there, if we keep him, that'd be great. Otherwise, dish him. That's another asset and uh, money. Um, you know, we got these, we got Quinn Hughes, who's going to be a star regardless, but, you know, get this guy exposed early and young. Miller having the best season of his life, would love to see him. To Foley, if he stays, like, it is way more important to get playoff experience right now than it is to, to get another, you know, big contract, big player in like, in like a year. So I think we, you know, we, it's a must win game this on, uh, on Tuesday night. Uh, we got to win the series. We got to get, you know, got the experience down, get the boys rolling, and uh, 
we'll figure everything else out in the off season. Yeah, and I mean the way the Leafs have been playing, uh, it looks like they're gonna they're gonna walk away with the first pick just based on that game last night against Columbus and uh, and their draft lottery luck. It's gonna probably end up, or even maybe even Edmonton too, the way they played against Chicago. But uh, speaking of Edmonton, uh, they play again tonight. Uh, what do you think is gonna happen? You think Chicago's gonna walk away with another one, or you think they're gonna wake up a little bit? And I don't know. I mean, I still think Edmonton's gonna win the series. Um, obviously, Chicago has more experience, and their rookies have been playing phenomenal. Youngest team in the league, younger than us. So you know, fair fair play to them. They I I didn't actually watch the game. I was in the middle of a four hour Neither car ride from the Okanagan back home. Um, but I was keeping up with the updates. I saw that Kubelik kid had five points in his NHL playoff debut. It's uh, it's not bad, not bad it's at wild. all. Wild. So uh, I, I still think. I Edmonton mean, I would have put up eight, run. but no big deal. Yeah, I still think Edmonton takes it. I w- uh, yeah, I think so too. Uh, they play again tonight. Uh, I was really disappointed in the Penguins. Uh, to be quite honest with you, that was a that was they played just terrible. Price was fantastic, uh, which was expected. But, I mean, they were one for, I think, seven or eight on the power play. And, I mean, usually it's a Penguins power play. That's very good. Uh, that game was very disappointing for me. Uh, who else played? The Everybody played. The, the, we talked about the Leafs. Um, they're just a disaster, as usual. But I hope they beat Columbus just so they don't have a chance at the first overall pick. Because I don't want them to land Lafreniere. Uh Arizona beat the uh, beat the Predators. Go Yotes. Go Yotes. Uh, who else played there? Uh, who else was playing? I know. Well, the Flames and the Jets uh, game had a lot called? of news buzzing around it. Yes, um, Carolina's up currently as we're recording this. It's eleven thirty on Monday morning. Uh, Carolina is up four one on the Rangers uh, with five and a half minutes left in the third period. Uh, so they're going to go can up talk nothing, Winnipeg right? and Calgary. Carolina's going to be up to Yes, they this. will. Yeah, and then the Lightning and the Capitals play their qualifier along with the Stars and the Golden Knights. And then Oilers-Blackhawks game two tonight. Penguins and Canadians game two. But Flames and Jets, you want to talk Flames and Jets? Well, yeah, I, I, you know what? I didn't watch. Um, I watched all of the Canucks game. I watched a good portion of the Penguins game. And then just little bits and pieces here and there. I didn't. I don't care to watch, like we have said before, Nashville, Arizona. It doesn't appeal to me. I'm a Canucks fan, not really an NHL fan. I mean, I'll watch uh, the playoffs when we're not in it, and I'll watch the Stanley Cup Finals, of course. But um, you know, qualifying round, Canucks are still in it. I'm not not tuning into much else. So I just I just wanted to go over the the Kachuk hit on uh, on Shifley there that probably put him out of the tournament. Um, and could have probably put him out of career. I uh, know they said he's 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 not. No, he's not long term. They said he's not because I know that I saw they were po- not disclosing I saw post- his injury yesterday. They were they were no. Not I could have swore I saw I, I saw a post. I saw I could have swore I saw a post on Instagram. Hold on, you keep talking. I'm gonna pull this okay. up. Well, I I just say that because it obviously looked horrible, and um, you know that you automatically think Achilles. Um, and I've, I've partially torn my Achilles and that hurt like a mofo. So to think that someone got their Achilles, you know, you know, snapped with a skate, if that is what happened, they weren't disclosing his injury at all yesterday. Um, but I heard he was in a boot. 
So, uh, you know, that's not fun. Uh, my problem with the hit is that Shifley put himself in a bad spot, like we said, where he was kind of trying to spin away from the contact. He sees Kachuk behind him. He knows he's going to, you know, finish his check. Um, so his leg got caught in a bad position outside the boards. But my question is, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but I wonder why Kachuk's skate was up because his skates, I'm, I'm not a skater, but his skates should look like Shifley's where they're angled into the ground, stopping before the glass, right? And then he can just finish his check and, and keep going. But his skate came up twice. It came up, then down, then up again. Why is it coming up? You're not stopping on one foot. You're not... You're not going to kick off the boards and keep your momentum going another direction. Your foot should be on the ground, finish your check, and skate away. Why was his skate up into into Shifley's leg there? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. So I saw the post. They said it's it's. Um, let me read it again. I'll read it on the on the air here live. Uh, Mark Shifley's injury is not believed to be long term. Both Shifley and Line Line A are doubtful for Game Two Monday afternoon. So. Uh, he probably won't play tonight. Uh, depending on how the series goes, he might be done for the series. But I'm looking at it now. I, yeah, I see what you're saying about the, the skate coming up. Um, but I think, honestly, what it kind of looks like more to me is... I wouldn't say intentional. I think what it looks like more to me is he kind of went to stop. And then I think he kind of hit a little bit of a rut. And, and kind of uh, and kind of his leg kicked up. I think that's more what it was. So... I don't. I don't think he intentionally kicked him. I. I know Kachuk's a little bit of a guy like like you know people like to, yeah, talk to him like that. But I think I don't know. It looked like he genuinely felt bad, and I mean he fought Wheeler to you know at, after that to you know stand up for himself. So good on him for doing that. No, you know, Wheeler him. fought him because he's like you. You messed up my teammate. I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. No, I know, but no, but I'm saying like it's not like it's not like he backed away from the fight. No, you know, he, he didn't turn. No, you do that. Like you have to. Cast. Yeah, no, no. So good, good on him for you know saying okay. You know what? Yeah, let's go. Let's fight. Right. So, um, I I don't know if it was intentional. To be quite honest with you, I I know like I said, Kachuk has a bit of a bad reputation, but. Even when when Shifley was skating off the ice, like Kachuk went up to him and said, "Hey, are you okay?" Like you know, I, I don't think, I think if you do something like that intentionally, I don't think you go up to the guy and say, "Hey, are you okay?" I mean, I don't think Scott Stevens went up to Paul Korea and said, "Hey, are you okay?" Uh, on the ice. Well, unless he's just trying to avoid suspension uh, or something, because could you imagine like you you go through this whole uh, restart training camp and then. You will get suspended for three games, and then Winnipeg, you know, takes to the series. Like I think he's, I think he's just trying to still play hockey, man. Because it's, he's, you know, it's a tough situation. Nobody wants to get hurt right now, or because they're, you know, they made this huge sacrifice to play during a pandemic and leave their family. And you know, if you get suspended or or injured for you know a little bit of time, that's a lot because you're only guaranteed three games. Yeah, the the more and more I see it, though, honestly, the more and more it just kind of looks like he just kind of slipped and lost his balance, to be honest. Like, I'm watching it. I, I have it on a loop here over and over again. I'm just watching it on my phone. I don't know. Uh, I think it was just kind of a bad positioning. I think Shifley kind of turned away and kind of Kachuk kind of lost his balance and they ended up hitting each other. But it's unfortunate for him because, like you said, I mean, you spend all this time and now to be injured, I mean, that's that's no fun. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I just, I'm just so confused why his skate is not in the ground. And even if you hit, 
even if you lose your balance or something, shouldn't you be like falling forward almost, like over your feet? Like his face would have ate the glass as opposed to his skate coming up and flying backwards. I feel like that's just so Well, not not really, because I think he was trying to he was trying to stop, so he was kinda leaning back. Can you see where his eyes are looking in the in the video? Because I, I, I couldn't tell if he was looking down or up or where he was looking. But I don't know, man. It's just so... he would no. He was looking up. He he was clearly looking up. He went to go for. I, I think I think it was uh, a, an unfortunate incident. I don't think. I I don't actually think he did it on purpose. I I think honestly to do something like that on purpose with Shifley turning away that quickly to to do that purposely, I think takes a lot of skill. Yeah. Like he he wasn't even looking down. Yeah, you're right. But I mean, if anyone is gonna do it, it'd be this weasel. Like that doesn't that this didn't shock me. Oh, for sure, him or Marshawn. Yeah. Him or Brad Marchand would be doing it. Um, yeah, I don't know. When I, honestly, when I saw it live, I kind of thought like it just kind of looked like it was a mistake. And of course, what's the guy's name? Paul Maurice is going to come on and say, you know, it was dirty because you know that's what you have to do. You have to protect your players and all that. So nothing against him saying that. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I'm I'm on the fence, kind of leaning towards accidental. I'm on the Honestly, fence, kind of leading to intentional, to my... but I, I see your side too. It's not like it's not like he I'm did just this looking, to some fourth line at, guy, yeah. you know. He did this to Mark Shifley, like yeah, right. Like it's just like the circumstances. Just okay, we got Weaselhead Kachuk, we got uh, outstanding player Mark Shifley, we got skate is up when he should be breaking uh, along the boards, awkward position. I don't know, man. It's just it's too much for me to think that this wasn't. Uh, this wasn't like plotted. Yeah, but my thing is when you stop, like you're leaning back to try and dig your edges into the ice, right? So if you hit a rut, your skate's gonna come That's up, true. right? So That's true. Uh, like, cause you, you gotta lean back to stop, right? If you're leaning forward when you stop, you're not gonna stop, yep. right? You gotta. I, I don't know if you ski, but when you ski, too, no. you do the same thing. Snowboard, everything, back, yeah, right? it's the same. It's the same, yeah. So. Uh, uh, I felt like we didn't get a good good angles. I'm sure the NHL has all the angles, but I'm just I, I can't. Yeah, I don't know. I can't see it being a hundred percent intentional. I think it was just kind of shifley spun, spun away, and and it was a uh, unfortunate kind of wrong wrong place, wrong time kind of thing for Kachuk's feet and and Shifley's leg, and it's just kind of big mess. Yeah. No, I. I don't know. It could go either way. I'd like to see what the did the player's safety say anything about this, or if, if anything's going to be done about I this. I don't. I don't think so. Interesting. Okay. I I don't think anything's going to be done. If something was going to be done, um, would have been yesterday. If anything's going to be done, it would have been done yesterday. Uh, something just popped up on the score. It's baseball related. The MLB's a disaster. The Cardinals made a casino trip, and a couple of players. So a couple of players went to the casino, and now the team has COVID nineteen. Uh, the NFL needs to figure out a plan because the NFL wants to do the same thing the MLB is doing with all this traveling. Clearly, it's not working. The NFL has all this money and all this time to put together a plan, and they probably won't. The only um, thing that the NFL has we... on the MLB in that regard, though, is that they're only playing 14 games this year. That means seven away games, right? The MLB plays, what, like 150 million games a, a year? They're, they've cut it They've cut it down to, I think, 82. 
62 or 62 or okay, something. Okay, so it's like an NHL NBA season. You're traveling they have 41 times. Like, that's yeah. absurd. Like, in the NFL, yeah. the only reason I think they could pull this off is because the teams are only traveling seven times in a year. Like, I feel like that's a lot more manageable and reasonable. But you also, you also only play once a week, too, so you're not really you're not really spending much time in that place too. Whereas the MLB, you're there for like three, four days. Cause you play three, four games. And, but like, are you telling me I there's nowhere like the in America Gar- where there's like four baseball fields back to back to back to back. And you can't just like hunker oh, all I the know. guys down in a hotel. Like they, the MLB, like I know. get signed for like $5 million. Are you telling me, <laughs> you know, but I mean like, I don't yeah, care. I I, I'm not, I don't watch baseball regardless. It's just like for the guys, own safety too. You know, it's just like, you know they're athletes as well, well. A couple and, guys backed out. Right? A couple big names backed out. And I know we harp on Gary Bettman. Everyone does, but I think he deserves a lot of credit. Him and the whole NHL. Um, seriously, they did a fantastic job with this. I know everybody likes to give Gary a hard time. Actually, I'm curious. Speaking of Gary Bettman, you know how they've been pumping crowd noise into the arena? Are they going to pump in booze when Gary Bettman comes out with the Stanley better, Cup? Like, is that what they're they going to do? do it. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Everyone would love him for it, too. They wouldn't even hate him. They'd be like, you know what? That's funny. Oh, yeah. So just confirm now, Shifley and Line A are out for game two. I just see that now. Uh, So interesting to see. I'm sure you probably want to go watch your Raptors play. Yeah, Um, beat the Lakers with 15. I won 15 bucks. It was a great day a couple days ago. They're up up four points on the Heat going into halftime, so. I'll, uh, I think I think it's a good good place to end the show. Oh here. yeah, yeah, we covered a lot. Um, Canucks obviously, just to restate the obvious, got to be better in game two. Stick to the basics, get pucks deep, get them in front of the net, take more shots. Um, and you know I'll keep my eye out for the rest of the series. I hope to not see Kachuk or any other injuries like that um, occur because you know guys have made huge sacrifices to be in the bubble and away from their families. And I hope that we just you know get some clean, good playoff hockey. Yeah. All the best to Mark Shifley. Hopefully he is not too serious. He's back soon. We might be back earlier than expected, depending if anything really, really big happens. If there's something really, really big that happens, maybe we'll we'll come back and, and do a, a quick little emergency episode. Well, yeah, the thing is, about it. next Sunday is the last, would be game five. So, like, the whole series is going to be by before we have an episode. So we might have to do a little debriefing after, like, a couple games and then... Yeah. See where it's at. Yeah. So, yeah. Just stay maybe tuned. Maybe we'll for see that. if we can get. Maybe we'll see if we can get. Uh, get Josh Clegg on. Give his thoughts on how the Oilers series went because that'll be over by then too. Yeah, for sure. We'll for see. Sure. Well, uh, same same message. Always watch the social media. Uh, we'll be updating you there whether or not we're coming on with an emergency episode or or maybe even guests or something like that. So keep an eye out there. Uh, check us out, Pucks and Nucks. Same. It's about the same as the podcast name. And uh, yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next Monday. There is a house in New Orleans.